Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here with you, it's Ian. And Mr. Jablomi, first name Haywood. I'll pass, but uh, you know, there's probably somebody out there right it's, for you. It's the Reverend Captain Kickers. Uh, yeah, and we may have uh, Peakless Mountaineer coming up here in a little bit. Alu, did you know that we were going to talk about national divorce? Is that why you're calling tonight, or was it something else? Oh, no, Brother Ian. This is Alu from the Commonwealth. <laughs> what about the Uncommonwealth? I just want – I just um, – two days behind, so I heard Ricky from Pennsylvania. He's nice, but he – I really don't understand at all what he is trying to say. He literally has said nothing in as much time on the radio. He's said nothing that makes a distinction between a commonwealth and a state. There's literally zero difference. They operate the same way with the government yeah. that is not representative yeah. of the people. And, you know, oh, but it's by the people for the people. No, it's not. None of the states are – representative of the people, nor could they ever be, as you guys understand. Indeed. Yeah, it's, uh, like you said, it's basically just two different words describing the the same thing. But the people that are raised there are probably told that it's something special, and so they just take that with them for the rest of their lives. One of the other states that calls themselves a commonwealth for no reason is Kentucky, and there is someone special from Kentucky. His name is Thomas Massey, and I love him. And he, um, for a few years, has said... Uh, things on Twitter about secession, and when people give him crap for it, he doubles down. Mm. And Marjorie mm. Taylor Greene also has mentioned secession or national divorce a few times. I have an article I wrote like a year or two ago about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Thomas Massey mentioning a few times on Twitter that you know secession is something at least should, that should be considered viable. And he and then Thomas Massey commented back, um, "Hey, West Virginia did it. I'm just saying." So he's he's you know at least somewhat on board with at least discussing it so yeah i would love to chat for as long as you want about national divorce and marjorie taylor green and all that stuff well we talked last night uh for listeners just tuning in and the captain who wasn't here for it uh we actually some of it. we pulled up the marjorie taylor green thread where she just kind of uh opines on what she thinks a quote-unquote national divorce would look like i don't know if you've seen some of the things she's said Basically, it's it's her just talking about kind of like a red state fantasy land where, you know, they shove their uh, morals down people's throats and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, you know, f- forcing businesses to operate in certain ways. They think businesses should operate, but yet at the same time calling it liberty and uh, <laughs> and freedom. Uh, but then, you know, a little bit later on, she actually further says that she thinks that the U.S. military should still exist and that somehow the federal government would still be involved in both the red states and the blue states, even though she says she wants it to be smaller uh, than it currently is. So it's not she's not real clear on the concept of what a uh, you know what an actual national divorce should look like. She seems to it seems like she just wants to have. And I think nobody put it uh, seemed to sum it up correctly that she seems to be advocating for a federalism kind of approach. Uh, with us keeping the federal government around, and that's well, it, just garbage. It to sounds me. to me like she does what so many statists do, and they come up with an idea, and they think that it's great, and they don't 
throw it against anybody else or mm-hmm. have anybody else play devil's advocate and try and shoot holes in their theories or anything. And then they go and blab it to, you know, the networks, the news, whatever it is. And everybody, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. No, it's not. Because, well, she's not getting you know, a lot of people saying it's a great I mean, there's some people saying it's a great idea, but there's a lot uh, of pushback by the people that want to uh, continue to have a fight forever with people that disagree with them. There's a lot of those types. Oh, yeah, on both. divide and conquer. That's on, been the way it, it's gone yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll have you... Are you familiar with this kind of fake yeah, national divorce that involves keeping I, I the think, federal government? Yeah, MTG, again, she's, I like her. She, she likes, she's good on liberty on a lot of issues, and she, she fights and she's hardcore. But she's so close, but she's, she's not getting it. She's saying national divorce means that red and blue kind of like separate. We nullify some federal laws that we conservatives don't like. And, you know, we just like separate a bit from blue states, and that's all. But we don't secede. And, you know, we'll shrink the federal government. And I keep telling people, I told someone else again today, that the chances of the federal government shrinking at all in any way, pretty much, like to a meaningful level that she wants, is far less than the chance of an Ian Freeman, Alu Axelin presidency. When the, the people who wear these costumes, these badges, these uniforms, whether they're military, National Guard, I don't, maybe they work for the Parks Department, I don't mm-hmm. care, government employees at all levels, especially the armed ones, when they say no, when they just stop and they, they no, I'm d- no more of this. When this they is, refuse to enforce, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. When we start seeing resistance from those people, still waiting that's, for that. That's well, when I. That's that's where I will well, say, okay, it's on. This is the you line. Know? This has always been the line. Talk to any conservative; they will tell you, no, this is the line that they will not allow to be crossed. Is when they come to take the guns. Now they've, for better or for worse, the left, uh, ha, or sorry, the right has spent a couple of years now saying, okay, this is an illegitimate president. This is an illegitimate uh, um, administration. So. Now, that is just on the whole, like, the, the wibbly-wobbly what happened with the vote, which, let's face it, there is a lot of unknowns about that whole process. But they've gotten used to saying, this is not a legitimate president, this is not a legitimate administration. Well, it's not even a legitimate way to treat human beings. That's, well, well, no that's government the real is truth. legitimate. That's, that's what right? I'm saying. And so, yeah. when as people come to this conclusion... And, you know, that's what we're here trying to make happen. That's what I'm here trying to make happen is like, hey, everybody, listen the F up. This is a horrible way to treat humanity. Mm-hmm. This is an antique, barbaric way for human beings to organize and get anything done, and it needs to go away now. Well, well but wait a minute. So calling this not legitimate or calling Biden's administration not legitimate is just posturing for the next election. It doesn't actually mean anything unless well, you when actually— politicians do it, sure. But when the voters do it— they are actually they are losing faith in this scam. Now, yeah, but are they paying taxes? Because they, they fear what will happen yeah. if they do not. Well, okay. I mean, look at what happens to the people who especially tell people that they don't pay taxes. Now, the thing is, this is just on that little foggy, you know, data set, right? Now, when certain judges and certain uh, police actually start coming for their guns, which they have always said that's the line, when some of them, and and some of them are going to refuse, like they will, oh, I lost the paperwork. I I have zero confidence in that right now. Some are going to do it, some aren't going to do it. And the ones that do will not be, they won't have that sort of veil of numinous, uh, uh, 
the rules don't apply to you because, oh, nope, you've betrayed our country. You are Benedict Arnold and no longer a judge or police officer. Well, they're not coming for their guns. Uh, there's no indicator that that's actually going to happen. There actually yeah. was a Supreme Court case, was it last year, I think, uh, where they essentially backed up gun ownership and they overturned a lot of gun prohibitions in places like New York and, and California. So that's what's got a lot of the gun people riding high, saying the Supreme Court is is on their side. They're going to keep this this momentum going. Uh, America's going to have more gun freedom in the next couple of years, despite the Biden administration. There's a lot of optimism well. surrounding that. But there's not a lot of optimism in a lot of other areas, like, for instance, uh, government education or uh, woke stuff being crammed down people's throats. So Yeah, and it's a shame they only have one line. But yeah. if the left continues to control the executive administration, then eventually they will just pack the Supreme Court with more judges. There's an article at theweek.com that we looked at last night, but there's like the final section here that I wanted to share, and it's good that we have you here, Alu, to uh, to look at this. The, the final question here is, is national divorce even legal? And they claim that not according to U.S. law, secession falls under seditious conspiracy, and then they actually cite Title 18, Section 2384 of the U.S. Code, which says that, quote, if two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States, they shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. No one, not even Marjorie Taylor Greene, is talking about an overthrow of the U.S. government right. here or, or putting force. it down by force. Right. So why? Yeah, how, a few things I have to say about that right away. Is, is number one, I don't care about the law. Number two, we're not violent, and everyone knows we're peaceful. You know, we had the amendment. Um, we're totally peaceful. Number three, we have the ballot law commission, the secretary of state, and attorney general. They were all there. They all said, you know, we, we were all there in Concord a few months ago. They said absolutely independence in and of itself is not sedition or treason right. or insurrection. So, you know, we have so many reasons. But again, if, if they say it's illegal, it's like your partner who's abusing you saying, you can't leave. I forbid you. It does, that's so immaterial. It doesn't matter. In fact, that's even more of a reason to leave him if he says you can't leave or I'll kill you. Great. Yeah, it, great it, analogy. It bears repeating that on the international level, which is what this would like, people tend to see international bodies as superior to national bodies. So, OK, well, it is an international law that when you decide to peacefully leave a federation, you're allowed to do that. Mm. And on the federal level, if the Supreme Court says that it's OK, then it gets done. They're the ones that have final say into the constitutionality of any legal action. Well, that's the problem, as they point out here in this article, is that there's an 1869 Supreme Court ruling called Texas v. White, mm-hmm. where they claimed that it was not okay right. and to the, secede. The Supreme Court overrules its previous rulings all of the time. That I is mean, true. Didn't we just see them overrule Roe v. Wade? Right, yeah, and that, that just proves that these are just opinions, right? Exactly. So it's just the opinion. But again, the, the Supreme court. court is only there to interpret the Constitution, and the Constitution says pretty clearly in Article One, Section Ten, states can secede. So again, I don't need the judges to interpret it; I can read English. Thank you. And Article One, Section Ten says they can secede. It, it doesn't use that language, kind of- uh, but it, it doesn't prohibit the states from seceding. It. Mm-hmm. Does- you know, there's a certain list of things that states can't do under the Constitution, and secession is not one of those things. So since cons- the Constitution doesn't address the question of secession, uh, therefore it is left to the states to decide, meaning individuals, the individual states can decide to leave the thing that they joined. Well, and doesn't uh, New Hampshire specifically have something in the Constitution that allows New Hampshire to 
decide uh, when it can succeed or yeah, if it can succeed? Yeah, there's Article 10, uh, which is the right to revolution. And doesn't that predate the U.S. Constitution? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I don't see a problem. No, I, I don't either. And Texas v. White wasn't specifically a case about secession, if I recall correctly. It was more about some sort of money issue. And I'm sorry I don't have the uh, the mm. details on the case in front of me, but it it really wasn't the question of whether or not Texas could secede. But one particular judge, I guess, went off, uh, who happened to be appointed by Abraham Lincoln, mm. of course, Uh so and also, and I'm sure you've heard Alu, the Texas Nationalist Movement is in a in the midst of a lawsuit that they believe could possibly overturn Texas v. White. Have you heard about that? Yes, I heard about it. I spoke to Daniel for a while a few weeks ago about um, submitting amicus briefs, which I, I didn't get a chance to help with because I've been overwhelmed. But yeah, they're suing uh, Facebook, I believe, and it's going to be very interesting lawsuit about pretty much. I think the, the basics is Facebook was suppressing them. On, on Facebook, their posts or advertisements or something saying that we can't support illegal activity and supporting secession is illegal, and they are suing based on that grounds. And, and pretty much Facebook kind of opened up that can of worms, right. legally speaking, to make that one of the issues of the case. But instead of saying um, something else, they're saying we're suppressing you, among other reasons, because you're advocating breaking the law, and that's you know in Section 230 or in our policies or whatever, we can do that because you're breaking the law. And they're saying, well, secession's not. And now they made that one of the the – arguments of the case. So now that is one of the, the points of law that I think the case will address, which is interesting. And they're hoping, and it's in, in federal court, and they're hoping it can move up to the federal appeals or Supreme Court and, and maybe overturn Texas v. White in that sense. So that's very interesting. Yeah, that's definitely a case to keep an eye on. And I'm sure we're going to hear updates as uh, as it develops, as we're pretty close to the, the folks over there at the Texas Nationalist Movement. Uh, Alu, any other thoughts tonight on this, you know, hubbub going on? I mean, the, the nice thing about this is, is as much as Marjorie Taylor Greene might be getting it wrong, she is at the very least having people talk about the issue of so-called national divorce. And that, I think, is still a beneficial thing. Yeah, I think the more we can popularize just the word secession mm. to get people thinking about it. You should know, we, though, should, well. should we be using the word secession? Some people say it's a bad word. Yeah, that one, it, it's, it, it I, does... I, it, it does cause people to think of a lot of terrible things, whereas national divorce, I mean, the nice thing about it is that you, you see how it's peaceful and voluntary. If you care about your grandchildren, then you should Stand be supporting, the F up. Yeah, you should be supporting peaceful independence, because if enough people are behind this, it is an idea that cannot be stopped. Right. right? Like you can watch uh, V for Vendetta and they talk about the power of ideas. It's a great movie. Uh, ideas cannot be stopped. We're to the point in the world where so many people are connected. There are still a couple billion people that don't have internet access. But in most of the developed world, we have the entire knowledge of humanity at our fingertips. There are so many different ways to get information now. It's almost uh, you know too much in, in many cases, information. And th this is ultimately not a problem. This is a good thing. It's allowed people to come together in a way that they never have before. That's the reason why the three of us are here in the studio tonight, because of the Free State Project, which is this movement that began on the Internet 20 years ago. Yep. And it has blossomed into this amazing thing to where, uh, you know, we're seeing more people moving. There's at least three people that I know of who are moving into New Hampshire this weekend. Uh, we had one of them in the studio last night. So yeah. there's 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 really something to the, uh, the free flow of information that is going to make a good idea like independence unstoppable. 
yeah. when the when the time comes mm-hmm. for it. They can threaten. They can talk about their tanks and their bombs and their F-15s. I think Bi- uh, Biden was saying that he's got F-15s and you don't, basically. Right, so yeah. what are you going to do? Well, look, are you going to bomb 20 million people or 26 million people in Texas when they say they've had enough and they're saying goodbye? Mm-hmm. Is that what their solution is going to be? Because, like, like you said, that's not going to look very good right. when they do yeah, that. And, and this is one of those myths that, like, that oh, well, just talking about this doesn't matter. Now, hold on. Let's look at what these people do. Look at what they invest their time and energy and especially money in doing. They like to cut us off from information. They like to control the narrative. Now, why would they bother if it wasn't? Isn't important what you think. No, it is all important what we think and what we are talking about and what we believe. Now, as long as we believe that they are uh, moral superiors in this way that can just reverse the rules and now killing is good, as long as we believe that and we respond to them as if they're like that, then they have a minimum investment of force to get what they want. Mm-hmm. But the less and less that we believe that is the case, the more they have to bother and the less they get out of it yeah people have to be convinced to go along mostly voluntarily we have sydney in pennsylvania you're on free talk live on the live saturday oh, hey, show thanks. yeah thanks for taking my call yes, um loving the show so far tonight and i want to second what david said um i'm also seriously looking into moving new to uh new hampshire but one thing that i've had a big problem with is that there's really nothing for sale so david mentioned that he just bought a house that's great mm, yeah. built some equity when people are ready to move, I mean, the caller, uh, Rob from Vermont, he called in, said that there's like a thousand properties for sale in New Hampshire, and the average price is around 300000 So yeah, a, I guess A couple my of things is, about that. Uh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. The market is very slim now compared to three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a house about three years ago, and uh, you know, my price taxes doubled just doubled, and the yeah. price, you know, all that kind of thing. So, yes, uh, there is. Uh, a, a very slim real estate market here. However, that being said, if you look, uh, you know, I recommend you look at a couple of different real estate sites and Craigslist every day mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 10 minutes if you can spend it uh, and just check and look. These deals come up, they just go quick, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for something that is budget friendly, they do come up, they still come up. There's plenty of people here still looking to cash in on the bump that happened over the last three years when they bought their house for like 30 grand and now it's selling for 300 or whatever it is, right? Uh, but I recommend you do those things uh, and you will find a deal. Now, the other thing you can do is what a lot of other folks do, come up here and rent. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, there's still rentals available. Yeah, plenty of them available. Or uh, budget-friendly people, you can find uh, condos, condexes, which is something I never heard of till I moved here, which is kind of like a condo association, but it's a series of duplexes huh. that are huh. together, townhouse-style sometimes. Okay. Sometimes they're flat. It depends. Condex. But, yeah, it's a term I never heard of till I moved here. But there's there's all sorts of alternative housings that you can find if you want to just get your foot in the door. If you're serious about coming, the real estate market is not preventing you. Yeah, you'll make a way, right? Like the universe will open up uh, a path for you if it is your intention to come here, uh, whether it be showing you an immediate deal on buying a house or at the very least giving you a way to get into a rental. And then you can kind of look around. You can take your time. You can get a real feel for what it's actually like to be in different cities and things like that. That's probably the most common way that people come up here is they'll they'll rent in like yeah. Manchester or Concord or Nashua, some of the more populated cities. And then they'll use that as their base to kind of uh, just start exploring around the state. Yeah, I rented for a yeah, year, I've- bought a house a year later, bam. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I've been looking for years, actually, um, and I actually went up to New Hampshire twice just to scope out and scheduled a bunch of real estate look, uh, viewings. And I guess I just found that it, it just seemed like a real challenge. And maybe for a lot of people out there, it, it could be made easier, possibly, that there could be a service there. Uh, but um, I guess renting real estate, is man. very expensive. Mm. Yeah, Porcupine Real Estate, I checked it out, you know, many times. That's pretty much my go-to. Wondering if there's like signs where a lot of the properties get sold privately, maybe, and they're not on the listing. There's some of that. You yeah. Know, that you, might... And that's one of those things where if you're actually physically here, you will see things like that, like rentals that aren't on some website that are just somebody threw a sign up in front of their house, room for rent, uh, or, you know, houses that are for sale by owner. Those, those do come up. Yeah. Former GOP rep Liz Cheney from Wyoming, who served as the vice chair of the House Select Committee on January 6th, replied to Green's proposal by reminding her of its illegality, telling her to, quote, review some of the governing principles of America. She tweeted at Green that, quote, our country is governed by the Constitution. You swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. <laughs> Secession is unconstitutional. No member of Congress should advocate secession, Marjorie. Man, our government hasn't wow. been governed by the Constitution in my lifetime. That's a fact. No doubt. And obviously the uh, Constitution, I mean, you can go down the list of the amendments and you can see that they're, they're violating them wholesale. Is mm-hmm. it but, the desire to be independent and free, like supposedly one of the most American things that you could be? It certainly is. Like in yeah. theory, right? If, yeah. if if you're to believe that, you know, the founding fathers, you know, decided that independence was the way to go and the best that they could do was like write down some words on this piece of paper that obviously didn't work. But but those were their thoughts. So if that's true, then it was also illegal. Also oh, yeah. illegal. I'm they sure. also stood up to the largest empire yeah. on the planet at that point in right. space and time. Yeah, I'm and sure so, they were the Liz Cheney's of the time who were saying, this it. is illegal. Yeah. You're yeah. a British citizen, and that's a defiance of our charter and they, our queen. They were called loyalists. Right. right. Yeah. So aren't these actions, these discussions, aren't they the most American thing that people can be doing? Yes. From the perspective of history, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but you know, she says it's unconstitutional. Is she right about that? Well, only in the fact that it's not mentioned in the Constitution. So it's not unconstitutional in that it's prohibited by the Constitution. That or would be anything like so. That. If it's well, not in it, then it's and, non-constitutional well, and extra constitutional. Well, no, even that's covered. Fun fact: Amendment Number Ten. Literally everything that isn't forbidden is allowed, just in case you were by wondering. By the states. Exactly. By the states. By the states or by the people. Right. So, okay, if the people and the states want to not be a part of this and it's not governed anywhere else, guess what? We covered that. It doesn't matter what the nine people in black robes at the Supreme right. Court have to say about what the people of New Hampshire or Texas or California want to do and if the people if this again this idea is time has come it is unstoppable and that's why talking about this idea is so important and the fact that green uh, that uh, cheney is is using the term secession comes back to the conversation we were having earlier where i asked is secession a dirty word is it something that we should stay so. away from because t- calling it national divorce isn't fooling anyone Right. You mentioned national divorce. It doesn't take long in that conversation before somebody says, oh, that was decided by the Civil War. You can't secede. So it's like you're not fooling someone into thinking this is something other than secession, although national divorce. You're just not not making them think of the worst possible version of the idea. 
But they are. That's the thing. They're immediately going all the way to the you know the worst possible of military invasion, and the government's going to kill us all. I and mean, slavery. We heard, we heard somebody call in about that tonight. So I just don't know if I agree that secession is such a bad term. Maybe adding the word peaceful in front of it I'm could a, help mitigate that. Uh, the one that I like that I should use more than I do is uh, I'm going to steal from Ernie declaring our independence. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What is your name? Hey, this is Alan in South Carolina. Hey, Alan, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Good to get through. Welcome. Um, just about about the terminology, I, I think I think that we shouldn't stay away from the word secession just because of the historical negative connotations about it. I, I feel a little bit uncomfortable using a word like national divorce just because it kind of smacks of euphemism. And mm-hmm. we hear enough euphemisms in politics, you know, and, and that – that kind of sounds like, uh, you know, like when you talk about ESG and other things like that, like we're trying to put a different word on something that sounds nicer to kind of hide what we're talking about. All right. well, I, I think that's a strong argument. Well, Very I strong. think independence is the is the right word, but the problem is that it gets used as a, a, a sort of an advertising kind of a word. Like, oh, it's a, we're, we're an independent nation and all of that. And Well, I mean, independence is what we're talking about because, like, secession seems to me like you are running away from this thing and it's going to come after you. Hmm. Like, it, it, okay. at least that's, okay. that's right. sort of the mental hmm. image that, that comes to my mind when you talk about hmm. seceding, like you're running off from it. And like, no, we just, we're just going to do our thing independently over here. I remember uh, growing up, now I'm 50 years old, for those of you wondering, you know, where this is coming from. I remember growing up my teen years somewhere, you know, pre-internet, uh, and somebody told me that Texas is the only state in the union that could secede from the United States. Uh, turns out that that's not exactly true, but I was told that as a kid, and so that's sort of the idea that I have in my head, that uh, uh, you know, uh, one state can become its own country, and that's what I think of when I think of secession, because I'm you know, of an age where that's my thought process on it when I was coming up. So when I hear the word secession, that's what I think. I think of a state going, hey, you know what? Uh, we can totally be our own country. We're capable. We're adults. We know how to handle ourselves. We're capable of trading with other people for the things that we need. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out because well, we'd rather do this than be told by you what to do and how to do it anymore. Well, I mean, so if uh, if Crimea all of a sudden says, you know, we actually don't want to be part of Ukraine, but we also are tired of being part of Russia now. And now we wouldn't call that secession. Like that wouldn't be the first word that comes to mind. We would be like, oh, the, it's Crimean independence. Oh, the uh, Crimean independence movement. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we could go about talking about it. Different. We were birthing a new nation. Right. Right. Uh, are we, though? Like, no, well, it'd be we're uh, just it, declaring our independence. It would be going back to New Hampshire as an independent nation, which it was before right. it joined the Union. Alan, uh, any other thoughts you want to share? I mean, how, what's going on down there in South Carolina? Are there people talking about this uh, in your circles, uh, you know, at the water cooler, church, wherever? Yes, I know quite a few people that listen to your show, and um, people people think about it. Uh, myself, I'm a I'm sort of a libertarian-leaning Republican, have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of small government, limited government. Um, the current you know, version of the federal government is, 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 is just bloated, I think, beyond everything that was – anything that was possibly imagined long, long ago. Yeah. But um, one thing I do wonder about, and I, 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 I'm not opposed to it. I like the idea of the, the free state, libertarian state. 
but I'm a little bit concerned about what would come after. I, I, I was overseas a lot. I've been overseas a lot. And I, I have a little bit of a concern, like in the longer run, you know, how would, how would a free state, how would we function, you know, in the international community where we'd have big belligerent hegemonic countries like China and Russia and whatever else might come up in the future. I, I worry a little bit about how that would work, you know, how we would maintain independence in the face of that. Uh, without having how did Switzerland do it? Strong national defense and natural and natural defenses, but in, you know, in the in in, in this day have. and age, I don't know if we could depend on that the same way. Switzerland's a real small country, though, right? Like by comparison to say the United States or China, it is. Yeah. But they're partly protected by. You know, the strong Western European countries that are around during World War Two, they weren't the biggest concern, I think, for most people, rightfully so, is the U.S. government and what they might do, because they are the psychopaths who are closest at hand. The least thing I'm concerned with is what China's psychopaths might do (laughs) about New Hampshire. (laughs) But regardless, this is all kind of predicated on the idea that. When it comes down to it, the U.S. military will keep you safe from foreign invasion. And the evidence for that claim, and he wasn't explicitly saying, but that, but that's what this is based on. Yeah. The evidence for that claim is slim to none. I mean, look, for instance, one of the most recent examples is this alleged Chinese balloon right. that managed to float its way over the entirety of North America. And they're like, guys, you don't need to freak out about that. These are here all the time. We let our airspace get invaded every day. I don't know why you're bothered by it. Yeah, I mean, what? what? Could that I bal- thought you were protecting us. Could that balloon have had some sort of dangerous payload on it? It certainly could have. Did it? I don't know. But they certainly let that know, thing they, go all the way. I don't know. They they spent $400,000 on the missile that blew it up so that we couldn't find out what was on the darn thing. How about when the people hijacked the planes on 9-11 and then subsequently rammed them into various different targets without any, any opposition, with the exception of the people on one of the planes, yep. uh, to stop them? Yeah, and Dick Cheney, the effective commander-in-chief, specifically told them not to shoot down those planes. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to defend these people. That's what happened on 9-11 when it mattered. Right, and let's, you know, looking at the way militaries behave, they have priorities, right? So if there's uh, an actual attack against the United States... Is their priority to keep your house safe or your neighborhood safe? Nope. Or is their priority to keep the Pentagon safe yep. and the mili- you know, Fort Hood and the other military installations and government buildings safe? What do you think they're going to direct their resources towards? I mean, you don't yeah. have to think very seems hard to like figure this out. Huh, seems like funny. there might have been some, say, rioting that they found politically convenient in the near past, where they did, in fact, burn down all sorts of shops, and those weren't protected by this beloved state. You're talking about Minneapolis, the Black I'm, Lives I'm, Matter? Yes, I'm talking about the Black Lives Matter protests that burned lots and lots and lots of private property. But you know what they sure did protect? Mm-hmm. Every single one of the government buildings they didn't want burning like the down. federal courthouse. Yeah, that's another great point, and we can see it on a local level here, even in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. There was uh, what they called the Pumpkin Fest riots that happened in 2014, where a bunch of angry, drunken college students who were 
forced out of their parties where they were fine uh, until the cops showed up and yeah. forced them out of their parties. Uh, they hit the streets and they got really mad and they like burned a couch and then they started throwing bottles at one another at one point, which is an actual like dangerous thing to have happen, right? Like if, if there's a beer bottle full of beer or a can of beer flying at your head and it connects with you, yeah, you're going to get hurt. You could possibly get seriously injured from that. And where were the police during this beer beer bottle war that went on? Which I witnessed, by the way. I got like 10 to 15 minutes of video footage of what must have been two to 300 people on one of the streets in the college area yeah. just chucking cans and bottles and things like that at one another. It was one of the craziest things. Where were the police? Literally around the corner, one block away. And why were they there? We asked them later on. It was like, there were actually people endangering one another, des- destroying property, happening literally, you know, 200 feet from where you, were, where you were standing, 300 feet away around a corner. Why weren't you doing something about that? Isn't it your job to protect and serve? Oh, and they were, and then they said something, well, we were setting up a perimeter. And here's what Ingram said on Fox News apparently the other night. Who've not committed a crime from voting would probably not withstand legal scrutiny. And second, how would this, like a national divorce, be good for conservatism? Now, why would we want to embrace the states that gave us Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton, but essentially give up on the states that gave us Reagan and Trump? Whoa. What? This whole idea that the state gave you a certain political figure she's saying she's saying that did you limber up for that reach lady reagan from california right that's i presume Mm -hmm. where he was born he was a governor out there or whatever Mm -hmm. before he was the the president oh yeah he was an actor was he a governor california i think so okay anyway he yeah he came from that that place and so okay some right-wing guy was born in california yeah what is that how you know does that what? Even register? You know what? The best goth club I've ever seen is out in Utah. <laughs> it's a fact because the, they're surrounded by Mormons. Right. So, the, the, so best, the rebellion that exists there is more potent. The best Texas style ribs I've ever had was at a joint in Seattle. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is just a weird argument to start with, but there's more. Imagine if Yunkin had given up on Virginia, or if Republicans on Long Island gave up on New York. I'm all for it. The Republicans in New York have basically given up because they have no chance to win anything in New York. I strongly suggest that the Republicans in New York City leave New York City to go somewhere where they will actually get what they want. And a lot of them have been. You mm-hmm. can see uh, you can see the migration numbers where they they study and they look yeah. and see okay, well people left California, where they moved to. Mm-hmm. Like you know places like Texas or whatever. People have left New York, where have they moved to? Places like Florida, etc. Uh, this is already happening, lady. Mm-hmm. People on the ground level who actually are dealing. I understand she li- probably lives in New York. It looks yeah. like she she's you know in a new in New York City or whatever. How they could be so? I mean, it just seems so disingenuous and dishonest to pretend like there's any other option besides giving up. You are outnumbered. I don't know if it's ten to one. Or seven to one or six to one. Whatever it is in New York, it's heavy. And the Republicans there have absolutely no chance of winning anything ever. Yeah. 
They and will never get anything done politically in New York ever. So there's the thing is, there's nothing wrong with regrouping. Right. It's not giving up. It's admitting that your strategies has failed. You cannot win this. We've been trying to tell this to the libertarians in New York for a long time. <laughs> I mean, you definitely have no chance. That's sort of an oxymoron, right? New York libertarians. They're still there. I, I understand that. There's still that, some but of them there. It, like, in theory, sure. But in practice, are there really libertarians in New York? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, Larry Sharp's got a lot of supporters out there, but they weren't enough to get him on the ballot yeah. in 2022. They had to do a write-in campaign. Well, And here this lady is suggesting... That what you have to do, that the sane response is to do the same thing over and over and expect different results. She's calling that the sane and good thing to do. Would she? No, that's madness. Not only would that be madness, but would she go a step further and actually advocate for Republicans to move into New York City? Right. In response to this whole idea of no state left behind, whatever that means, uh, if you take it at face value... I got news for you. The federal government has left all of the states behind mm-hmm. a long-ass time ago. All That's of them. Fact. Left them with a raw behind is what they did. Let me continue here. From- Wait, the dildo of consequences <laughs> rarely <laughs> arrives with lube. Let me go on with uh, Laura Ingram. This is what she uh, continues, her explanation of why they shouldn't leave the states Start behind. Over five years ago, has been no state left behind. Just because it, it often seems like Democrats have given up on America themselves doesn't mean ever that Republicans or conservatives should. They should not. I'm certainly not willing to give up on the states that gave us Sinatra, John Wayne, or that welcomed my grandparents from Poland. They're good. So again, more of this kind of appealing to the past, right? Which is typical for a conservative. You would expect that from the conservative. America was once this great thing, and it's going to be that again someday if we can just force it onto everybody else that's changed since that time. Well, and she undermines her own argument right there. You know what? There. You know what I can tell you about Poland? It's not part of the United States. But wouldn't you know it? You can have people from a different place. Mm-hmm. Come to your place and it work out. So, you know, right Sinatra can leave that place, come to where you are. Like, you know, she's talking about, I'm not going to abandon the places that, that gave us Trump and, yep. uh, and Ronald Reagan. It's like, well, you know, if you create a place where conservatives are happy and comfortable, you're going to have a lot of people who are unhappy and uncomfortable Leave where they are. They'll come there. Go to where you are and make your place awesome. And they'll be, and the place they leave will be happier for it. And yeah. the place that you've made will be happier She's for it. She's arguing that people should stay and be unhappy where they currently are. Don't abandon the blue states. Don't leave the place where it's hell. You're living under this, you know, woke place where they're just shoving all these liberal ideas down your kid's throat at the government schools. And she's saying you shouldn't leave. No, 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 no. Even though it's better in the red states for red state people, there's better, you know, curriculum in the government schools there. I would like you to stay there and suffer for my benefit, please. It's just absolutely insane. Who's taking this seriously? Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Is South Carolina. That's what I said. South Carolina. Go ahead. Oh, you're not in East Carolina? <laughs> what about Central America, Carolina? America, America, 
Gosh, shit. Coming again to save the mother. Oh, wait, no, I can't say that on the radio. With brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Are you yeah, singing we're just that? drowning in brotherhood right now. Yeah, Jerome, are you, you singing that ironically? Huh? Huh? After listening to you talk about Laura Ingram, one of my favorite people, I just I thought it's a special a treat. Song. This is like the only time that I get to listen to this lady, but you always expect me to have heard her. Yeah, I, I detect a hint or, of sarcasm in his voice. Yeah, what are you getting at here, Jerome? Or someone said once said he always says to me, "Well, why do you care? Sound familiar? Well, why do you care, Jerome? Well, why do you? I love her. I love her. I love Fox. I love the world. I love everyone." Captain Context yeah. is going to have fun with <laughs> Jerome's audio later on. Hey, she she's the TV sanitized version of Marjorie Taylor Greene. You hear some of her star talk? Okay, but she oh, disagrees yeah. with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's uh, she's oh, attacking. She yeah, I'll take yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene over Laura Ingram just on the basis of one will let me leave. One. So hey, I mean, were you listening? Is this a cage to, fight between the go two? Go where? Jerome. Hey, go where? Were you going to Ukraine? Ah. No. Jerome, were you listening to us talking about what Laura Ingram said? Yeah, I was just listening to a little bit while I was trying to watch the Okay, what did you hear us saying? What did you hear? The, what was the discussion that was being had? Hey, basically what she's talking about is she wants America without, without people to look like me around. Or maybe, maybe people Why, are you ugly bit... or something? No. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Get real cute now. Are you ugly or something? No, I am not ugly. All right, I am, just checking. I'm I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. <laughs> doggone it. People like me. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. Okay. Well, just to clarify, when you say people like me, what do you mean? Oh, that's a hey, quote. You have, have you ever listened to the Republican spiel? Huh? Yeah, I just you listened know, to Laura Ingram's spiel for like over me? a minute of my life, and I, I wish I could have it back, <laughs> but it was important to uh, to counter what this woman was saying on her show. You didn't answer my hey, question, you, though, Jerome. I asked you, when you listened to us talking about this Laura Ingram, Ingram clip, what was the the discussion about? She's, like, talking about boy, making America great again and all. You know, all that Trump stuff, you know. No, you know, you no, know that really wasn't the, that wasn't the discussion at all. What was the well, subject? I didn't catch, I didn't, well, look, I didn't catch all of it, you know. Okay, hold on. So you just wait, 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 wait. wait. He's taking after Sarah now. Let me see if I'm following you here. Listen to your show. I just like to call it. You were listening, and it's fine uh, to call (laughs) the show. But you were listening to the show to Free Talk Live. You heard Laura Ingram's voice, and that was enough to set you off. And you called in about it. You don't actually know what she said and what we said in response. Whatever it was, it wasn't uh, as far as she concerned. it, It wasn't good. Well, I agree. Oh, That's why Jerome, we were playing I, I, it. I wanted to ask you something. Do it's you believe? Hot. What do you expect? Well, yeah, it's garbage. So, Jerome, do you believe yeah. that anarchists are actually Republicans? Uh, not not quite. Not All right, quite. You know, cool. Hey, okay, a, we've we've moved a step in the right direction. We've moved because you were on here the other day saying like, no, everyone who isn't a Democrat is just a Republican in <laughs> denial. <laughs> And like, hey, okay, I, I'm glad that you have some nuance to your political look, opinion. I can do hyperbole just as well as you can. Rob is in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live, Rob. Hey, yeah, uh, I think that the problem with Lori Ingram is just that she's not the man her mother was. 
She's not half the man her mother was? Yeah. And then as far as... uh, Did you get a look or what? I mean, she does look kind of manly. Taylor Green, she's just a knockoff of Dee Snyder. (laughs) (laughs) Again, she also is kind of manly looking too. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, well, apparently it's one, uh, probably... uh, apparently it's from like working like hard construction work though. So mm. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, when I saw a, a portion of the the debate there with the president there, whoever the president, Why you did know, you watch that. Whoever the, well, I mean, I saw the in turning through the news. I saw her there. She had on this big white scarf. I like I said, I, she looked just like Dee Snyder. <laughs> Wow! Except she wow. was definitely going to take it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, D. Snyder ended up it. taking it too uh, during so COVID. Remember it out too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So since it you actually it right out to the coat room. So since you actually uh, watched the State of the Union address, so did he actually say what the State of the Union was this time? Yeah, I don't know. Because remember last year, he just did not say what the State of the Union was. What, what he was like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And it's like, but, but that's not what's happening now. That's not the State mm. of Pigless the Union. Stain of the Union. Ooh, yeah. As in blood well, stain. Well, that's what it is. It is the well, State of the Union either. because they're never going to tell us the truth. No, there they won't. That. Never. Yeah, because but I wanted they, him to lie about the, the present instead of the future. You know, the powers that be don't want that. Yeah, you're right. I find myself wondering that since uh, these uh, douchebags, these politicians are are attracted to power, that if if there's not a way to uh, sort of speed up uh, secessionist movements by taking advantage of their desire for more power to sort of speed up secession. How? Uh, I don't know. Some sort of a pitch about becoming the president of your own state mm. well i right? mean it's because a tough if, pitch if, because you're I, I understand but like i'm just wondering i'm brainstorming here yeah. i haven't thought this through at all i'm just launching it as i think about it but it it, it occurs to me that if that is the incentive that these people have mm-hmm. right is is power well then more for them should get them to a point where they are proposing secession themselves yeah, I I, I, just, I would love to I'm hear what their response is to that. If there's a, a way to like appeal well, to their desire for power to get more decentralization, I think there's sort of this. Uh, uh, it's the same fallacy of like the people who fight for uh, for their corporate overlords because they think to themselves, "Man, if I could, it's possible that maybe I could be a millionaire myself." And then mm. if I do. I want all this power. So they, uh, at the same time, like, yeah, sure, they would have more power over their state. Right. But no, they want to they want to wield the most powerful force of death that humankind yeah. has so ever the military, devised. The, the Highlander complex kicks in. They're yeah. the only one. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why you see so many of these people who are governors, and that's just for them a stepping stone on the way to their shot at, uh, like you say, controlling the yeah. U.S. military. I mean, doesn't doesn't yeah. president of Florida sound better than governor Man, of Florida? These yeah. people are not satisfied just ruling over the U.S. Like, why do you think they're trying to take over China well, and I, Russia? I, I, because I know, they wa- every power I, yes, addict wants to rule correct. the world. You are absolutely mm-hmm. correct. But at the same time, can't we use that appeal to power to incentivize <laughs> them? I'm just thinking out loud here. Yeah, I don't so know if it's I don't know how fly. to do that yet. 
call us 603-283-6160. I mean, you'd have to get an audience with them, first of all, and they're not going to talk to you. I don't know, man. It sounds like... uh, I don't know. You tell them you're with Free Talk Live. They're not going to answer the call. Well, then I won't do that. All right. It Good sounds like to trying to join a mafia so that you can turn it into a human rights organization, and it just doesn't seem like an effective way to do it. Well, now you're using the libertarian argument against me. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I am. Uh, well, no, I think that I think that you are you are I'm sorry, the anarchist argument attempting to yeah. use evil to do good. And it just never works out. Like, you're attempting to use their desire for more power to get them to accept that their power will will be capped at this level. Well, it's not unbelievable to imagine that at some point, some governor who currently exists, you know, the lady from South Dakota or Florida or whatever, uh, you know, maybe they realize that— His even, Excellency? Even though they set their—you're talking about Chris Sununu in yeah. New Hampshire— uh, they, you know, even though they would love to set their sights on the highest seat, they know that it's unrealistic. I mean, the DeSantis guy sounds like he may be given a shot, for, but like the lady from South Dakota, like she probably doesn't have the same kind of shot. Uh, Christy Nome, I think was her name yeah. from, she was sort of noteworthy because unlike DeSantis, who was just, he was totally authoritarian and then changed his mind. Mm. She was good on the COVID thing from the word go, from mm. what I understand. So like, she's got that like in her corner, mm-hmm. but. It's South Dakota. The odds that she's going to rise to the level of being able to have a shot at uh, the presidency seems kind of unlikely. So maybe at some point one of them will come to the realization that the captain is suggesting here, and then they could, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, step out and actually take the position that they would like to actually see independence for for their state. That could happen. Well, I think one of the things that's also very tough about that possibility is that even if they recognize that they themselves may not be on that throne, mm-hmm. they realize that their position as even you know the governor of a little state like South Dakota still has massive influence on the person who is wielding the most powerful death machine mankind has ever devised. So the fact that they have influence, that they have... Dude, you can get the president's ear if you are a governor. Yeah, that's probably true. And uh, little little Sununu here in New Hampshire, he certainly thinks he's got a crack at it. He Mm -hmm. wants to be the president, and New Hampshire's like, you know, 1.3 million people. Basically nothing when compared to the rest of the country. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? This is David calling from Kansas. David, David, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, you know, talking about um, people wanting to be president, wanting, you know, gosh, if if only I could have some of that power, Mm -hmm. I can change. I can change everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's almost like watching Senator Palpatine. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a movie about this, exactly what it's like. You know, I don't think and, they want to. I don't think they want power because they believe they can change everything. They just want to have power so they can do whatever they want, reward their friends, and punish their enemies. Well, but they do want to change it in their favor. I mean, it, the, I mean, to be honest, every single politician looks to have the power so that they can change things to their will. Mm-hmm. You know, they they do it under the auspice of of the greater good. What is the greater good? Define greater good. That's always been my question, is who's greater good? What good right. are you talking about? Who decides? Where is your ethical background? Where is your moral compass at? Yeah, this is always an important question to ask anybody that's that makes the claim that they're doing something for the good of the people or the greater good. It's like, who decides what is the greater good? Well, I do. Why? Because Why? I'm right. 
<laughs> Turns out I'm just always right about everything. I don't know how I do it, but uh, that's why I should decide. No, no, no. You are not always right. My wife is always right. Come on. There you go. Let's get that's, this right. That's right. Okay? There's you a keep, man that's got his priorities that straight. Down. Yeah. Exactly. The, what, what always concerns me, what always concerns me is about power is those who seek it and then those where it's thrust upon. Mm-hmm. Because either way, you're going to get something bad. Sure. To me, in my mind, power really isn't important as cooperation. Okay. Tell me and more about me, that. What do you mean? Well, it's like the, it's like the non-aggression principle. It's like anarchy, the true definition of anarchy. Everyone thinks anarchy is Mad Max beyond Superdome. Mm-hmm. No. Anarchy, Mad Max is not anarchy. That, 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 you know, that, that, was a, that was a type of corporatism even, if you look at the movie. Um, but true cooperation where you believe that there is a non-aggression principle, that people, a person, an individual is the most important because an individual is the largest minority group. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, force is and never that individuals as have inherent rights because they are humans. That's right. You have you have the right to self. You have the right to your property. The right to poor cell service. This from uh, abc7.com. Fifth person confirmed to be cured of HIV. Huh. Researchers are announcing that a 53-year-old man in Germany has been cured of HIV. Referred to as the Dusseldorf patient to protect his privacy, researchers said he is the fifth confirmed case of an HIV cure. Although the details of his successful treatment were first announced at a conference in 2019, researchers could not confirm he had been officially cured at the time. Hmm. Uh, Today, researchers announced the Dusseldorf patient still has no detectable virus in his body even after stopping his HIV medication four years ago. So just to be clear, he is cured of HIV, correct? Is that right? Is that what you're saying? That is what the article is Because HIV becomes AIDS at right, some point. Right, if, right. That's right. the theory. Yeah. Okay. If it's not treated, it becomes AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the article goes on to say it's really a cure. It's not just, you know, long-term remission, mm-hmm. said Dr. Bjorn Eric Ole Jensen, who presented details of the case to a new publication in Nature Medicine. This obviously positive symbol makes hope, but there's a lot of work to do, Jensen said. For most, pe- for most people, HIV is a long, a lifelong infection, and the virus is never fully eradicated thanks to modern medication. People with HIV can live long and healthy lives. I think somebody recently said they uh, live past 70 mm-hmm. with HIV these days. Yeah, isn't Magic Johnson still kicking? Uh, last I don't I know, heard. but like, anyway, wait. he definitely lived for a very long time. And way to live up to his name. Right. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you're going to be that guy and catch AIDS and live a long life, mm-hmm. your name should be Magic Johnson. Yeah. And to, to acquire a sexually transmitted disease, you know, Magic <laughs> Johnson. Now, what shocks me about this. <laughs> He's 63, by the way. He's still uh, What shocks me about this is I have not heard a story of anyone being cured of anything. I thought this that was legally person. impossible. The Dusseldorf patient joins a small group of people who have been cured under extreme circumstances after a stem cell transplant typically only performed in cancer patients who don't have any other options. A stem cell transplant is a high-risk procedure that effectively replaces the person's immune system. The primary goal is to cure someone's cancer, but the procedure has also led to an HIV cure in this handful of cases. 
HIV huh. or human human e- immunodeficiency virus enters and destroys the cells of the immune system. Without treatment, the continued damage can lead to AIDS or acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, where a person cannot fight even a small infection. So stem cell technology that led to this? Stem cell uh, therapy that literally replaces your immune system. So huh. they, they suck out your immune your system immune, immune and system replace it. was with, bad, with, so we're just going to replace it. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And, I mean, it sounds like an oil change, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Freshen that thing up. I'm simplifying, of course. Might be closer to like do. a radiator flush and fill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, but seriously, when was the last time you heard of anyone being cured of I, anything? Like, legally speaking, like vitamin C does not cure vitamin C deficiency. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. So, like, I haven't heard of a cure for anything in a very long time, let alone HIV. And we've talked a, a long time here on Free Talk Live about how, like, the pharma industry would much rather make lifelong customers right. than cure a thing. Right. Yeah. And well, this wasn't a pharma company that was doing this, right? This was some other I think research. they accidentally uh, discovered this by treating cancer. Well, a lot of things are discovered accidentally. Man, we thought we could, we could keep you on the line for more treatments. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.